Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to the local DMV Business and Leisure Podcast. We really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And thank you for tuning in. So I'm Lisa, Digital Marketing Product Launch Podcast creator here today. And I have we have the pleasure of having a wonderful fellow podcast creator, wonderful person also from the local from the DMV area here to share their story and I really appreciate that. Alexis Reed is a awesome marketing professional by day and fitness and lifestyle blogger and influencer by night. She lives in the DMV metro area, uh, Maryland. She is certified to teach the following formats indoor cycling, bar, hit, TRX, youth volleyball and yoga, and it's just still such a pleasure to have her here today. And so once again, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to listen to all of the awesome information inside Alexis Reed was shared today. Hello, Alexis. How are you today? Hi, doing great. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for everything you're doing. It's such a timely conversation, but, you know, in terms of fitness and wellness, and particularly the youth aspect of it. I think a lot of times when we think about New Year, we think about adults. But young people as well may want to revisit their own fitness journey. Yes, especially now while, you know, I, I really do feel for kids during this time because being social is such a huge part of their development. And I can't imagine not being able to see my friends, not being able to go to homecoming and all of that. They're under a lot of stress right now in addition to doing all of their schooling online. Yeah, I feel for kids. Another quick question. Where can they follow you on Instagram at? Because I think there's a lot of great information that you have and also saw some discount codes and all of that. Where can they follow you at on Instagram? Yeah, on Instagram, I am Flex of Lex. I am also, you can find me uh, as Sweat Fearlessly. That's my podcast where I interview guests sort of like myself on this podcast. So this is a new this is a new experience for me. But they can also find me at Sweat Fearlessly and the Fit Black Queens podcast, Fit Black Queens on Instagram as well. A lot going on there. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, I, I think I told you when we talked earlier that I hopefully one day will uh, have as many podcasts happening as yourself <laughs> and making some awesome content. <laughs> Uh, I think also uh, for the audience, if you want to follow us, uh, local DMV Business and Leisure podcast on Instagram, and we have local business and leisure on Facebook as well. So once again, thank you so much. So really, I just really want to jump into what is inspired because, you know, clearly all the podcasts, all of the fitness, you also still are active um, from a fitness wellness perspective yourself. What it keeps you inspired and keeps you so driven to, you know, perform at such a high level in so many awesome ways? Well, I would say the first thing is just it is a great release for me. When I exercise, I'm in a better mood. I sleep better. I eat better, especially if I'm around other active people. It just it's really helped me, especially during this time, because it's just given me a little escape from the chaos. So I really love, I just love the feeling of exercising. And I'm competitive, so I like sports when, when we're allowed to play them again. But what keeps me going is just just the feeling that I get from from exercise. You are much more awesome at volleyball than I was, but we, we have that connection <laughs> playing volleyball. Could you share a little bit maybe how any any volleyball stories that you, you share as you think back how that maybe has influence and really sparked and really, really when you knew that this was something you wanted to pursue? Was volleyball part of that seed of inspiration for you? Yes. Volleyball has been a really huge part of my life for 25 years now. And 
it's it's weird because this year I've played less volleyball than maybe one other year since I started playing. And so it, it's, it's definitely like a little piece of me is missing this year. But I started playing volleyball when I was 10 years old. It's funny because I was doing gymnastics. I was playing softball. I used to do ballet and tap dance. I've, I've wow. just always been really active. One of my dad, my dad had a girlfriend at the time, and her best friend played volleyball. And she said, you know, there's a lot of scholarship opportunities in volleyball right now. Women's volleyball is a really fast-growing sport. And my dad said, college scholarships? All right, sign her up. <laughs> so that's how I started. I did not know what I was doing the first time I played volleyball. But I, I started playing at age 10, and I played Division One volleyball in college. And it gave me the opportunity to travel around the country, meet people from all different walks of life, and just make a lot of friends and have a lot of great experiences. So I have I have a lot that I have to still give back to volleyball, and so I try to do in little ways, like coaching kids, running an adult volleyball club, and just being involved in the volleyball community. I was on the board of, uh, of this region's volleyball organization. So yeah, volleyball is a huge part of my life, and it's weird because it's been non-existent this year. Well, well, thank you so much for everything um, that you shared around your passion for volleyball and also the ways you're giving back. I think I had the pleasure of being exposed to that because I had a teacher that gave his extra time to coach our volleyball team. So people don't realize how impactful giving back can be on other people. So thank you for that. Yeah, of course. I, I feel like with all this experience, I still have so much more to give <laughs> whenever I'm allowed to give it again. <laughs> Well, I'm sure there'll be a lot of young people that are very excited to be a part of that, particularly after all this is over. I think there's a lot of pent-up energy to do a lot of awesome things. Fitness and wealth are lifestyles, not just so much sports, but lifestyles once you really lean into that way of being. But part of that conversation with Bubble Up was Ader Vague. Could you share a little bit about created your interest in that space and what has been your journey time? And also, I guess as a baseline, even before we get to your journey, if you can give us a little snippet of a definition and then share your story? Yeah, sure. So Ayurveda is really a very old science of life. It comes from India, but it's been around for a very, very long time. And it's all about finding balance in your life. I had heard the word Ayurveda and Ayurvedic herbs and Ayurvedic practices, and I never really knew what it meant. I knew it was a good thing because companies were using it to market stuff, right? So you're like, mm, that must be, there must be something to this. But I never really explored it before this year. I started my yoga teacher training back in uh, early this spring and one of our sections was about Ayurveda. I started reading and researching a lot in my off time when I wasn't studying and I just became so fascinated by it that I started a series on my podcast about Ayurveda and it turned out to be the most popular, you know, those, those turned out to be some of the most popular episodes on my show because I think people are, are looking for things to help them find balance and help them find self-care practices and better nutrition and, and food that is healing in nature. And so that's how I started. And since then, like I said, I've had a series on my podcast. I've written about it on my blog, Flex of Lex. It 
part of my life now, just and, and not taking a big part like a, as far as time, but I'm a lot more conscious and mindful about the things that I eat, the time that I spend doing certain things, the amount of time I spend taking care of myself. I think especially as a woman, a lot of us, you know, we put other people first and sometimes neglect ourselves as a result. And I've been really, really bad about self-care most of my life. But it really gave me an opportunity to learn easy ways that I could incorporate self-care into my life without feeling like, okay, i got to put it on my calendar, you know. <laughs> Just little things I can do in the morning. And I feel so much better and more energized and more at peace with myself <laughs> since I've started practicing Ayurveda. I hope that answers your question. What would you say is one pre-Ayurvedic Lexus act, activity Lexus would pursue and now has been adjusted or maybe even eliminated? Now you've got more Ayurvedic knowledge. Is there one thing that, you know, because I think a lot of us are in a similar situation. I think we all can kind of connect with probably a lot of us are go, go, go. So that may be something that we may be all experiencing. Is there less of that now? Or how is the pre and post version of use as a result of this knowledge? Yeah, so <laughs> it's funny because I'll say there's sort of two different two different thoughts. So there was Alexis pre-Ayurveda pre-pandemic and mm-hmm. then Alexis pre-Ayurveda pandemic. <laughs> so pre-pandemic, my, I mean, I looked at what my schedule used to consist of. Mm-hmm. I recently looked at this because I started personal working with a personal trainer again. Oh, wow. And I was like, man, I'm so weak now. And then I looked at what my schedule was, and I was like, when did I sleep? When did I, when did I see my fiancé? I live with him, and I feel like I never saw that guy, <laughs> you know? Wow. And my schedule before was just go, 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 go. Barely any sleep. I was stressed out. It was just a lot. At the beginning of this pandemic, it was like, okay, I'm stuck at home, so I'm not doing all the activities that I was doing before. It still was like roll out of bed, turn on my computer. We used to have staff meetings at 8 a.m., virtual staff meetings every morning at 8 a.m. for the first six to seven weeks of the pandemic. So it was like roll out of bed, turn on the computer, work for 12 hours, take a shower, go back to bed. And that was was it. I had no self-care. So I started learning about Ayurveda, uh, like I said, in the early spring. So maybe two and a half months into the pandemic, my morning now, instead of it being waking up late, rushing to the <laughs> to turn on the computer, now I actually have a little bit more time in the morning for myself. So I do stuff like tongue scraping. I spend a little bit more time on like oral health stuff beyond just like brushing my teeth. I may make myself some tea. I may do some dry brushing of my skin and give myself a little oil massage in the morning. Like I just have a little bit more time. And in the evening, I have a better evening routine. I might make a turmeric tea or just any other kind of tea with like holy basil, lemon ginger, and just have a cup of tea and start to settle myself down. And then I'm finding I'm sleeping better, which means I can wake up without feeling rushed and anxious. And then I can go about my day. So it's really helped the the bookends of my day. It's really helped me find a little bit more peace and a little less of that frantic energy. Well, thank you so much. I think that's helped a lot of people just, 
you sharing that made me think about a lot of my behavior as well. So, And it kind of flows nicely into maybe are there two or three things people can do that might be Ayurvedic-related you know, processes or protocols that they can embed in their healthier approach to the new year? Yeah, so the first thing that I will say that was like a little weird for me at first, I do it every day now and it's just second nature, is tongue scraping. And there's something gross about it at first. You're like, you, I use a copper tongue scraper. You take the mm-hmm. tongue scraper and you just scrape your tongue. And it's like your body, your body naturally goes through a lot of processes mm-hmm. at night because it's recovering, it's resting, it's repairing. Mm-hmm. And some of that you see on your tongue. And it's gross at first. But the more frequently you do it and the more mindful you are about what you're eating in the evening, better it becomes. And it also can be a little indicator of if you're having something at night that's giving you, you're having health issues or you're having some sort of issue in the morning, Mm -hmm. sometimes you can tell by what's happening when you're tongue scraping. That's the easiest. Another simple thing I will say is to have a cup of tea, (laughs) caffeine-free tea, and tea can just be hot water, a teaspoon of turmeric, and a half a teaspoon of cardamom or some cinnamon, and that's tea, and just something to sort of settle. That's a great thing to do in the evening. I was telling you at the beginning, like before this, we actually started recording, that one thing that I learned from an Ayurvedic uh, doctor that I interviewed is about lunchtime and meals in general. And that you should sit and enjoy your meal. And so often, especially those of us who work at a desk, you know, you're, you're sitting down all day and you may be sitting down and working through lunch, is to just take that time, even if it's just five minutes, and step away from your desk and just sit and enjoy your meal without other distractions. It doesn't mean like that's watch TV while you do it, but maybe you can put on some peaceful music or maybe you just sit there quietly. That's another, that's another thing I would recommend that's sort of an Ayurvedic thing is just taking the, the time to let your body, like eat your food, let your body digest a little bit, and then go back to your other task instead of trying to multitask while you're eating because then it sort of changes your relationship with food. I agree. I think just to want to, to reference back to your podcast, there's a couple of interesting things that I listened to that were very informative. You talked about, I think it was carb loading, which was very interesting in your exploration of that because I figured that some people may find that interesting. So you did some interesting coverage on that. And then I found those the episodes on Ayurvedic to be very informative and educational. And also the woman's journey to why she did it something was important, particularly around her postpartum health and how that impacted it. I, I, I just think energetically, you're, you, I, and then also there was one about bug biting, which is interesting, As it, particularly those of us who are active and like to be out, you never think about, so I think it was very helpful that you had a bug, someone talk about bug bites and how to manage insects and all of that, particularly in the D.C. metro area with the summers being with it, or, or even just someone who likes to be active wherever you are in North America. We have a very long season, so those are just Three things that I thought about, you know, as we embark on this new year, the carb loading, people are looking into that. I don't know if you wanted to add a little bit to that. And then the, the episodes of Ayurvedic and the bug bites, because people are out. And I know I'm someone who likes to be out. You have to be thoughtful about bugs. <laughs> yeah, so I should I should clarify, it's not carb loading, it's carb cycling. <laughs> so. My apologies. I did not need to. I, I, no. I did, I, I'm sorry, my apologies. 
No, it's okay. I just, for everybody listening, because they're going to be like, yes, let me go out and eat a big bowl of spaghetti. Because carb loading is what a lot of people do before a race, where you go and run, or you have a big fitness activity coming up. Carb cycling is about, you know, how many carbs you take in on a certain day, dependent on how active you are on that day. So you have you know, low-carb days and high-carb days, and, and it's about, you know, modifying those so your body doesn't get used to having the same exact tricks your body into, like, oh, I need to burn carbs, but then it doesn't have as many, and you start burning fat. Yes, I actually interviewed a friend of mine who co-hosts the Fit Black Queens podcast with me. Uh, her name is Dee Bolton. She has a website called Faith Fueled Mom. She talked all about carb cycling, and it really worked for me, and it also taught me a lot about how to eat, like on days where I'm not as active or on days where I am, and what kind of foods do I like and, and that sort of thing. So that was definitely really, that was a really great interview for me because I learned even more beyond just being on her plan that she put together for me, but the the reason why behind everything. As far as the Ayurvedic series, yeah, I interviewed people who talked about meditation, who talked about just simple practices you can do just year-round. The woman who who used Ayurveda to help her um, deal with postpartum depression, uh, she found Ayurveda and it really helped her and it helped her mend her relationship with her family. And then another woman who her family has been practicing Ayurveda for generations and she does, uh, she's a travel consultant and she leads people on different adventures in India and they have Ayurvedic meals and they do yoga and, and that sort of thing. So yeah, that was, that was really fun. That was a really fun series for me, and I learned so much. And then the last question you had about the Buck Bites. So yes, I met this company called Bite Away, and they have a little uh, little tool that you can buy at CVS that you put on your Bug Bites. Mosquito Bites is what I recommended for here in the mm-hmm. DMV. <laughs> yes. And it is an FDA-approved tool. Yes, um, but what it, what it does is it, Basically, it heats up to a certain temperature. I think it's like 124 degrees. It's like a very specific number. It heats up to that temperature, and you hold it on the bite for two seconds, and it goes away. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't vanish right away, but the itching stops, and it's because of and they go into all the science behind it in the episode. But it, yes. it deals with how those like toxins that they put it that the bug puts into your system, how the heat basically stops the effects of it. So that was really cool. I learned so much about bug bites. <laughs> and I'm an outdoors girl. You know, I'm doing this 51st hikes challenge this year where I'm planning to hike 50 different trails for the first time, like my first time on each of these 50 trails throughout the course of this year. So I'm sure I'm going to run into some bugs. I think those three episodes really had a lot of information and were very helpful. Like I said, in the summer, I do like to be out more. Not to say I still don't, I do mostly running in terms of working out at the gym just because it's better for your body to do a lot of that for me because I want to be able to for the long term continue to work and run. And being outside in park space, I think it was Germany, um, but then they brought that technology here and I thought that was very interesting and they're kind of launching here in America. And just other projects coming up is, is around health and wellness and the postpartum one because the woman I think she previously had been taking antidepressants so this the Ayurvedic processes allowed her not to have to go back to the antidepressants after postpartum so that was just 
that story like was really like it really transformed her life and I thought that was a great indicator of the potential for some people. Yes, I agree. I'm sorry. Can you repeat your question? It wasn't a question. I was just making. Oh, okay. I was like, I think I missed the question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, how would you direct the audience if they want to know more about some of the things I had the pleasure of listening to about on your podcast or blog? How would you direct the audience? Hint, hint. Maybe the podcast, or maybe some links to some yoga classes that may be going on by another fellow awesome podcast. I'm, I'm just saying. Hint, hint. <laughs> yeah, sure. So they can listen to the podcast episodes. It is the Sweat Fearlessly podcast. And Sweat Fearlessly is really like my my mantra when it comes to fitness and, and living. They can find me on Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google, anywhere they listen to their podcasts. And I have interviews not just about Ayurveda, but about all different types of topics. I also have many episodes that aren't interviews that are just, you know, short conversations on a variety of topics. I have, I do an interview with an athlete series Mm -hmm. where I interview various athletes about their life and their journey. I talk about everything from why I started yoga teacher training to this little TRX challenge I took myself through in December. So they can find a lot on the podcast. My website is Flex of Lex, and that is my blog, and it also has my my workouts. So I host a number of free virtual workout yoga classes. I have Sunday, 11 a.m. yoga classes on Zoom, and those are all levels. And then I just started Friday night restorative yoga for people who maybe like myself feel really tired at the end of the week, whether from fitness or from work or stress or their kids running around the house. (laughs) That restorative yoga, I really recommend for them. They can find all of this stuff on my website and including some discounts for different fitness tools they're interested in starting their fitness journey. And on that note, speaking of fitness journey, what are the five songs that are on your workout playlist? (laughs) I love music. I cannot sing. I cannot rap. I cannot play the piano or tap dance. I am not musically gifted, (laughs) but I love music. And you know, most of what I teach is actually indoor cycling. I teach four, four spin classes a week, and I'm changing up these playlists. Every playlist is different. And I have to say, my go-to artist, like if I had to pick five songs, I'd probably pick five of her songs, is Missy Elliott. I love Missy Elliott and her energy and her beats and all of that stuff. It's just really fun, good workout music. And it can be hard, it can be soft, it can be fun, it can be, you know, serious. But if I had to narrow it down to five songs, I would probably pick five Missy Elliott songs. Well, thank you. I was surprised. I was thinking maybe you go various genres, but one artist. So now you have me reviewing my own workout playlist. Thank you for that. Yes. Well, if I'm only if I'm stuck with five songs, I'm picking all Missy. <laughs> I am a huge Missy Elliott fan. I'm always trying to tweet at her. She hasn't responded yet, <laughs> but I love her. She's just so talented and so fun and creative and 
really a trendsetter. You could listen to her all day. <laughs> and, and I'm glad you mentioned her because I think a lot of times we forget about how creative and innovative. Uh, we're doing an episode recover a musical roundup in 2020, and I reference The weekend as being very creative and vanguard. But I think Missy Elliott in that same breath has been consistently like that for probably decades now. So thank you for giving yeah. that Yeah, um, She's been, what, since the 90s when she was with SW, working with SWV. I mean, she is just, she's still setting, you know, she's still trendsetting when her last album. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, well, that one will. Yes, she does deserve her credit. So with on that note, what is your first drink in the morning? Is it uh, water, coffee, tea, or nothing? It's definitely water, especially after tongue scraping and all of that stuff. But I'm a coffee drinker, so I say I have some room temperature water, and then I go straight for the coffee. <laughs> what is your go-to or comfort snack or candy? So I don't really have a sweet tooth, but I have a cheese tooth. I love cheese. <laughs> so my comfort food is mac and cheese, you know, homemade baked macaroni and cheese. That's probably my go-to snack is like some cheese, maybe some crackers just for good measure. But I love cheese. But if I had to pick a candy, I would say Reese's Peanut Butter Cup because chocolate and peanut butter is my jam. <laughs> and thank you for sharing but, that because that helps make, make us realize those of us who do have a cheese, maybe have a uh, Reese's Pieces or macaroni and cheese, that you can still do that and live a full, healthy life. Like well, you, you know this is something that I think is really important, and this is actually, um, especially as a fitness instructor, this is something really important to me is two things. The first thing is just finding balance. Being healthy and being active doesn't mean you don't get to enjoy life and you don't get to enjoy the things that you enjoy. I think it's all in moderation. But the other thing is there's this, there's this big push in the fitness industry, and especially if you are on social media and you're just scrolling through Instagram, Facebook, whatever, it is, well, I have to earn these cookies that I'm going to eat, or, oh, man, I ate this, now I have to do this number of push-ups to burn it off, or this, I have to run this number of miles. I really don't like that kind of language. I think in, instead what I like to tell my students is to earn their shower. Not earn your donuts, not earn your brunch, but earn your shower. You know, just work hard, find balance and everything within moderation. And you don't have to worry if you're doing all of those things and you're active and you're eating well the rest of the time. You don't have to punish yourself for eating a peanut butter cup. And I, I appreciate that. And that's kind of my view on life. And I think that's why we connected a lot of what you believe, I believe. Because I, I want people to have the best life, and the best life includes working out broccoli and mac and cheese. I love, I like mac and cheese too. And so I think you, <laughs> you don't have to exclude any of those things. It's just being mindful and doing is equally better, if not better, than yesterday. You know, and from a running a runner's mind, we kind of look at it from that perspective. But you know, just am I maintaining or getting better? And some, and every day that's going to look different. And so not to punish myself if. The run isn't the same the next day. Be compassionate. Like yes, that. you have to give yourself grace, right? Like I, I taught two spin classes today, and I was supposed to do this 108 sun salutations right after my class. And after I taught two hours of spin class back to back, I was tired. I said, you know what? I need to eat something, and I need to chill out for a little bit. And I can't be upset with 
myself for not doing the sun salutations right that minute. I'll do it later today. And that's what giving yourself grace is. It's like, you know what? Today, I'm just not feeling it, but I can always, I have tomorrow. But you're right. It is about being kind to yourself. Yeah, because if, if you're not kind to yourself, who's going to be? I mean, and it also, that allows energetically, if you're giving it to yourself, you can then give it to the world. But you have to start Exactly. Uh, if you could share some of all of that awesomeness that you have going on, 2021 would be great and all the awesome things you're doing. Gosh, I, you know, it's funny because I have learned a lot about goal setting because mm-hmm. of this year, because not because of this year, but because of 2020, where you're like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to go here, and then it was like, ha, ah! <laughs> you think you're going to do what? So I, I set some big, you know, overarching goals that I could do whether we're in a pandemic or not. But one of the things that I'm doing, I mentioned the 51st hikes. That's a big project I'm working on, but I'm also building class schedule of virtual classes so people can take my classes from wherever they are. I had people from Germany in my yoga class last weekend, and that wouldn't be possible if I didn't have virtual classes. I couldn't offer it. So I'll be teaching more virtual classes. I'm in the process of getting certified to teach a format called Hit and Flow, and that is part power yoga and part HIT workout. And HIT stands for high intensity the interval training. So you're working at like your maximum level. We're teaching that. And then with that class, you use gliders. Um, I'll be teaching bar classes, virtual indoor cycling classes. Now that I have my little bike, not a Peloton, but it's just fine. <laughs> and yoga, of course. That's what I'm working on this year. <laughs> Could you elaborate a little bit on the 51st hike? Because one of the things I think we talked about that we have visitors who come to the DMV or they're new to the DMV, which is a lot of times. How can, if they're visiting, are you going to be able to share a link with me that I can add to the show notes so we can get more visibility to that? Yes. Well, actually, you know, if, if they liked, I started a group, uh, I think now it's going on three years, called DMV Fitness Fam. And we host fitness events throughout the D.C. metro area, we do virtual hikes, I mean, not virtual hikes, we do in real life hikes <laughs> when it's possible, workouts, and almost everything we do is free for people who want to participate, and it's very accessible, and it's for all fitness levels, but people can always reach out to me if they have questions about places to hike or what they should wear when they're planning a hike. I'm always happy to share that information with people because I really love the outdoors, and I really love hiking. It's just so therapeutic, and it's a it's good workout. And you can it, a hike could be through your neighborhood. You know, it doesn't have to be the hiking to the top of a mountain. But there are some great hiking spots here in the D.C. metro area. So I would love if people want to reach out to me, they can find me on social media as Flex of Lex. Uh, or sweat fearlessly, or they can find me on my website. And I love receiving emails from people asking questions like this. I do get them every once in a while. And is the meetup group on meetup.com if I provided that link to the show? No, it is uh, DMV Fitness Fam. They can find us on social media and just send a message there. Uh, We have a website and an email list, but the easiest way to get in touch with us is on social media. Okay, and that would be Facebook and Instagram for that? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm always trying to think about making sure it's easy for people. And I just wanted to share that. So it's been awesome. Thank you so much. So I'm very excited for your online classes, um, the 51 hikes. I think it's just a lot of 
awesome opportunities to be well, be healthy during these times. And so I thank you so much for providing that and, and also all of the great educational content on your podcast, which is very awesome. Well, thank you for allowing me to share a little bit about my story and what I have going on. With your audience, I really appreciate the opportunity to be a guest on your show. Well, thank you so much. Most importantly, I want to thank the audience for tuning in and being so kind to tune in today and, and hear your journey, your story, and hopefully they will you know, pursue some of these awesome online classes you're having as well as the hikes, which I think is a beautiful way to explore the DMV because you're right. It has a lot to offer in the city as well as surrounding areas. So once again, everyone, thank you for tuning in. You can follow us on Facebook and on Instagram, Local DMV Business and Leisure Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook, the Local DMV Biz, B-I-Z, and Leisure Podcast on Facebook. And we'll also have the show notes with all the awesome supporting information. Have a great day. And most importantly, thank you so much um, as well, Alexis, for being here and sharing your awesome story and your awesome journey. Thank you. Have a great day, everyone.